What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. It's time for Banter, a sports show that discusses and debates today's and yesterday's athletes. Who's the greatest boxer? Who's the greatest football player? Who's the greatest baseball player? Let's talk about that and more going on in the sports world now on Banter. Here's your host, Eli Winfrey. Hello, folks, and welcome to Banter. I'm excited uh, to bring you a terrific show today. Got a lot of things going on, as usual, in the sports world, and uh, we're going to get right into it in just a moment. Uh, it is cloudy, rainy here in the Pacific Northwest. I hope uh, that it's a bit brighter in your neck of the woods. I hope you all have had a productive week and uh, you've reached your, your goals uh, or you've come pretty close. It's been a pretty busy week for me. Uh, but, you know, I, if, if I don't achieve my goals, I get really, really close. Uh, and I would like to say this week, I got really, really close to achieving things that I wanted to achieve. So uh, I, all is good. Uh, I'm happy about that. Uh, just want more sun right now. And I know that's coming here down the road as uh, late spring and summer gets here. It'll be warmer, brighter and uh, be able to do some things outside. But I'm here with you uh, and excited. Uh, there are a lot of ways to start the show today. I could go with Major League Baseball that is kicked off. And, you know, I'm sure everybody's excited about that. I know I am. But uh, I'm going to start in the NFL. And again, I, I, I want to talk briefly about this Lamar Jackson situation with the Baltimore Ravens. I. I this thing is going to get pretty ugly, in my opinion. Lamar Jackson, you know, last week tweeted that he asked for a trade right before they franchise tagged him. And right as he was doing that, head coach Jim Harbaugh was sitting down and was asked a question about Lamar and he didn't want to get into it, but said he misses him and uh, wants him back on the team in the facility um, uh, getting ready for the upcoming season and I, I believe that I do I think the I think the head coach genuinely likes Lamar I think his teammates like him and I, and I think they do miss him um, I, I just don't think this is going to end well for either side and at some point, you you have to move on. You have to move forward. I'm not saying you forget about it. This is a big deal. But I think you move forward now, and all signs are indicating that he probably won't play on this tag. 
I would have to think that the Ravens know that. And they got to start putting things in motion now because he, he clearly has called their bluff. And kind of level the playing field regarding public opinion. Deion Sanders came out this week and and uh, fully supports Lamar and was wondering why Lamar was going back and forth with people on Twitter, which I agree with. Um, I think Dion is right. Like, I don't think nothing's gained by going back at uh, Twitter followers, people who want your life. They want to be you, so they tell you what you should be doing or why the move you're making is foolish. So I, I, I agree with, with Dion on this. I, I, I think there's no need to go back and forth with, with uh, social media followers. I never understood that anyway. I, you know, These people don't know you. You don't know them. I think we all have rabbit ears. You know, There are people who pretend that they don't, but they hear everything. Nothing bothers me. I tune it out. That's not true. We should, but we don't. We react. But I don't think he's going to play for the Ravens. I really don't. I, I think this is it. He's going to stand his ground. And I think because of that, if I were the Ravens, I would definitely think of moving on from him and starting anew because I just clearly think he's not gonna he's not gonna return and that's unfortunate because he's a, he's a great great player he really is Bobby Wagner is returning to the Seahawks it's like he was gone for a year, like a mini vacation, playing with the Rams, who just looked absolutely horrible this year. Some would say Super Bowl hangover, and I would tend to agree with that, but they looked awful. But he's back with Seattle, which I think he's going to finish his career there. And Seattle is, they're rebuilding slowly, but surely. I think Geno Smith is a good I think he's I think he's more of a bridge quarterback I, I, I don't think he's going to take the franchise very far I do think at some point they will have to look into getting a quarterback because now that the book is out on this Geno Smith it'll be tougher next year for sure but they have a good team Pete Carroll always get these guys to 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 play with passion, and for all those thinking that the Seahawks were gonna fall on their face after Russell Wilson left, it didn't happen. And I think this really exposed Russell Wilson. 
kind of told you what I think the coaches thought of him in Seattle and some former players. So it's 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 great to see Bobby Wagner back and and we'll see what that team looks like next year. I think they're going to be strong. Uh, the NFC West is, I think, is pretty open. And I say that because I don't know where the 49ers are going to be at quarterback. Brock Purdy was really good. But you didn't have the book on Brock Purdy. And he's got a pretty bad elbow right now that's healing. And is Trey Lance really your guy? Some say Brock Purdy has won that job. And if that's the case, what do you do with Trey Lance? Are you going are you really going to sit him? I think Trey Lance is a decent player. I don't think he's a good player, at least not yet. But he he hasn't played a lot of games. So the jury's still out on that. Brock Purdy came in, played really well, played consistent. They didn't ask him to do too much. And they put the pieces around him to be successful. And he utilized that. He has the potential to be really good. But this year will tell you a lot about where he is. Because now they have film on Brock Purdy. So I'm going to be interested to see how he bounces back, what he looks like in his second year uh, as a starter, potentially. The NFL's draft coming up. Been a lot of pro days. Cam Newton through. Um, Bryce Young looks really, really good. So does C.J. Stroud. But again, I just wonder sometimes, are they putting so much pressure on these quarterbacks coming out of college too? to be the next Dan Marino. We say we don't want them to be the next anything, but that's the, that's what we we put on these guys. And they're going to bad teams. Bad offensive lines. No real receiving core. So you you're you're asking these guys to <laughs> to come in and save a franchise and and when you play at these these prominent schools and I'm not saying that um, there haven't been success stories there have but the pressure uh, in these times with these players is just immense do you bring these guys in and sit them a year so they can learn the offense do you put them in right away and you find out that they're not really good I think this is why the Jets are in the situation they're in so I wish these guys all the luck in the world but this is the toughest position because you just don't know Bryce Young played with a track team much like all the Alabama quarterbacks. And how many Alabama quarterbacks are truly successful? How many? You can tell me, you can talk to me about Mac Jones, and I get it. Yes, he is successful right now, but he struggled. 
last year. And Bill Belichick hasn't given him a ringing endorsement either. I think Bryce Young is really good. Some people are comparing him to a a younger Patrick Mahomes. A younger Patrick Mahomes. Can you believe that? They're saying that. So we'll see how this draft plays out, where Lamar goes, if he goes anywhere during that time. And does Cam Newton get a backup job? I want to talk about uh, quickly here. The uh, Major League Baseball season is kicked off, and I'm a big Atlanta Braves fan, as most of you know. I love my Braves. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, for this season and I gotta tell you I watched Shohei Otani the other night uh, in the opening game where the Angels lost um, it's nothing new but Shohei is the real deal the real deal and I really hope the Angels do the right thing by moving him and getting pieces back to rebuild that team because they're not going to win there. They're just not going to win in, in, in that organization. I think you should get all you can for Mike Trout as well and just start over. He put on a pitching display. He had a hit and a walk. But this, this guy, Shohei, is just, he's unbelievable. He's worth the price of admission. He really is. And they're going to they're gonna be some teams that go after him hard. I think the Yankees are going to go after him. I think the Dodgers are going to go after him. And see, I can see him fitting in L.A. I can. I would love to see him with the Padres. I think with that lineup, he wouldn't have to carry the burden. He can be more of a relaxed two-way player as opposed to what he's doing now, having to uh, essentially carry that team on the mound every four days, in the lineup every day, producing. I don't think the Angels are going to be very good. Now, I could be wrong. It's only been one game, two games, and... I want to I want to temper my thoughts uh, in knowing that, but he is just he to me he's like getting to the TV to watch Barry Bonds or watching the home run chase with McGuire and Sosa. Like I want to see every at bat. I want to see him throw every pitch. He's like he 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 for me growing up. I love watching Greg Maddox. When, it, when I knew he was pitching, I was there in front of the TV watching every pitch. He would have some short games, meaning he would go the distance and the, and the game didn't last three hours. 86 pitches, 90 pitches. He was efficient. I grew up on that. Pedro Martinez, another favorite of mine. Roger Clemens, like watching these guys. I'd get to the TV to watch. 
And that's how I feel about Shohei Otani. Just a just an all around great player. And he will be again one of the one of the players in the MVP race. Barring any setbacks or injuries. I think the Mariners are gonna be really good this year. I do think they're gonna make a move at the trade deadline uh in the summer. They're a team on the come up. And they're going to push Houston this year, I think. I really believe that. They're going to push them. It's just exciting to see baseball back. Gosh, I love the sport. I want to pivot now to boxing. And I want to recap the David Benavidez. Caleb Plant fight it was a really good fight um, I think Caleb Plant came out with a terrific game plan stick and move and hold <laughs> and and listen shout out Kenny Bayless I didn't agree with the way he, he refereed uh, the fight because it felt like he was giving Caleb Plant um as much of an advantage as he could with all this holding but eventually Caleb Plant ran out of gas Benavidez cut the ring off and when he caught up to him he punished him and at one point I thought Plant's trainer was going to throw in a towel he didn't they went the distance but he took a beating in the late rounds second half of that fight it was all Benavidez and where does Benavidez go from here? It's got to be Canelo, right? It has to be Canelo. I don't see any other fighter right now other than Charlo that I feel would give Benavidez a good fight. Now, I think Benavidez beats Canelo. I think he beats Charlo. I think he is the boogeyman in that division. And this is the reason why Everybody's stalling him out. They don't want to fight him. And this is part of the, the problem with boxing. Everybody talks big, as Bernard Hopkins <laughs> said the other day. Everybody talks big, and you can tell, you know, which people want want to fight and who just want to talk and pretend they want to fight because they know that there's no deal imminent on the table. But you got to give Benavidez his respect. He's not afraid. He wants to fight the best. And that's how it should be. There's talk that Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford are back at the table negotiating their fight. Hopefully, June 17th. If that fight doesn't fall through, they've already said that they've pretty much got a deal in place where Spence would fight Keith Thurman. Now, nobody wants to see Spence and Thurman. Nobody wants that. A few years ago, maybe. Now, Thurman isn't the same fighter. He's had a long layoff. He didn't look good in his in his latest comeback. Um, and I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve a, a, a fight with Spence. I just think the... The glitz and glam just isn't there. 
I think it'd be tough promoting that fight. Because I think everybody thinks that Errol Spence would, would beat him easy at this point in their career. But I'm happy that Crawford and Spence are back at the table. Hopefully they can get a deal in place and, and that fight can take place in June, um, which would culminate in a big year for boxing. Because you got you got Tank and Garcia, you've got Lomachenko and Devin Haney, which I'm going to talk about in just a second. But if you can get Crawford and Spence signed for June and a possible rematch later in the year, oh my goodness, that put that puts boxing in a good place. Devin Haney, Lomachenko officially signed. They had their press conference, first press conference yesterday uh, or a couple of days ago. And this is going to be a good fight. I think Haney. Sorry, I'm having trouble connecting to the internet. I think Haney beats Lomo easy. And I just don't know if Loma is the same fighter. I really don't. I think Lomachenko has hit that crossroads in his career, and I'm just not sure if this fight is a good fight for him from a matchup perspective. Haney's clearly the bigger fighter. I can see it going the distance, of course, because Haney, I'm not sure if he has knockout power. And I think Lomachenko will steal a few rounds, but I just don't think it'll be enough. And Lomo has started later in his fights recently. He had to come back in the second half of his fight to beat his opponent. And some say, well, it's because, you know, he was he was fighting for his country, which is respectable. I commend that. But he did not look good against Timofeo Lopez either. He started late. But the fact that that fight got signed and they, they, they started the press conference, it just means that we're going to get another good fight this year. And it's about time. Boxing needs it. Because the UFC is still miles and away uh, ahead of boxing right now and making marquee fights. And with on the heels of the Fury Usyk debacle, which uh, just it's just so bad that they could not get a deal done, and the name calling and 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 all of that just unnecessary. I, I just think it's good that these guys are, are getting these other big fights in place. Before I take some questions, I'm going to get to the NBA real quick and and, and talk a bit about the Maverick free fall, the Kyrie and Luka Doncic uh, pairing just isn't working, and I think because these 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 guys are both so ball dominant. It's just it, it just hasn't made the team better. 
And I don't know if Kyrie signs long term. I don't think he does. I don't think he's back in Dallas. And if that's the case, Mark Cuban gave up quite a bit for this experiment that wasn't very good. And maybe if Kyrie stays and they work on it in the offseason, that's one thing. But I just I don't think Kyrie stays in Dallas. I think he moves on maybe to L.A. But he's running out of teams <laughs> because there are not a lot of teams that want Kyrie right now because of the drama. Kevin Durant returned this week and, you know, he, he looked decent. Still knocking off some rust. But I think he's going to find his groove by the time the playoffs start. Uh, they only have a couple of games left. And it'll be good to kind of get in and, and get some reps uh, and get ready for the first round. I think the Suns are going to be a dangerous team. I don't think anybody fears the Denver Nuggets right now. Um, Denver has been up and down lately. And I think the West is wide open because of that. The Lakers are on the move. I do think they get into the play-in game. And I do think they find a way to get into the playoffs. Now, I think they can beat Denver. I think they can beat Sacramento. I think they can beat any of those teams uh, ahead of them as long as they stay healthy. But once again, Anthony Davis twisted his ankle and we'll have to wait and see if he's going to miss any games or is he going to try to play through it. But since the trades, the Lakers look more like a complete team. And I think sometimes you you realize you don't have to always stack the deck to win or to compete. You didn't really need Russell Westbrook. You didn't really need Patrick Beverly. It wasn't a good mix. And I think they they finally realized that, made some trades, and they look like a different team. They look more together as a unit, and you're seeing a bit of consistency. Now, again, they got to stay healthy, but they're coming. And they're a team that you don't want to play right now because they're finding a bit of a groove. I can't say the same about the team in the basement in L.A., the Clippers. The little brother. This little management thing is just with Kawhi Leonard. I, I, I really like Kawhi Leonard. I do. I think he's a great player. But he sat out the second half of a game last night um, because he, he was going to play in his first back-to-back against the Pelicans um, today. And you could see the frustration on Ty Lue's face when having to talk about it. These players and this low management, if, if, if you can't play, then you shouldn't play. But if you can play, come on. You can see the Clippers have not been consistent all season long, and it's been mainly because of load management. There's no continuity. And you see it at the at the end of games. 
not knowing the play, who's going to take the last shot, losing big leads. There's just no consistency. And listen, Kawhi isn't a spring chicken. I don't know how many years he has left, but he's not going to play for a long time. Not with those knees. But if you're healthy, you got to you got to get in there. You got to play. You got to finish the game. Like I just I I just didn't understand that. It just this is why the game it, this is why they can't compete with the NFL right now. Because of this because of low management. Just unbelievable. I feel for Tyloo. <laughs> I do. And I think they the the league and the players union just agreed to a seven year uh deal, uh CBA. And I, I'm interested to see what's all in that. Do they talk about load management and players? Sitting out when they're healthy. Damian Lillard sitting out for the rest of the year. Now, the Blazers aren't going to make the playoffs, but here's the thing. You got families coming to see their team, their favorite team, and he's not on the floor. It just sets, uh, to me, it just sets a precedent that isn't good. You're telling younger players, just chill. And you're starting to see that in college now. Where these players are like, refusing to play or saying no I'm, I'm going to save myself for the draft and you know this that and the other I, I just don't think it's good because it continues to trickle down it'll be in little league you'll see a little league game during the season the team will be pretty good and their star player will say no I'm going to sit out and watch the game because I, I want to get ready for the playoffs so I'm going to sit on the bench in my street clothes and watch the rest of the team that's what's going to end up happening And I just don't think that's healthy. I don't think that's a good thing for anybody. Pros, college athletes, little league players, AAU. If you're healthy, play. If you love the game as much as you say you do, play. Otherwise, you do a disservice to yourself and to the game. And those are my thoughts on these topics. Now. We're going to pivot to a few questions this week. I didn't get two questions last week. Uh, and because of that, my inbox just was overrun with questions this week. And, and we sorted through a couple that we're going to we're gonna answer here. And as always, you can send me your questions at Elijah.Winfrey at gmail.com. I will do my very best to get these questions on the show and get them answered. This first question is from Austin in New Jersey. And Austin writes, Yo, Eli, I know it's only been one game, but my Yankees look good, and I think they will put it together this year. Do you agree with my thoughts? Um, Austin, it's only been one game. Yes, Aaron Judge hit a home run. Yes, he looked good. It's only been one game. Relax. <laughs> You know, I like the Padres and they're 0-2 right now. But it's two games in. You know, talk to me, email me again in 20 games. 
and and then let's talk. But right now, one game. Listen, the Cubs won their first game. I don't think they're going to the World Series. I don't think they're a really good team. From a playoff standpoint. The Yankees have always had potential. They've always, you know, I don't want to say stack the deck. But I'm going to say stack the deck. With top talent. And they always find ways to not produce in playoff time. And at some portion of the season, like most teams do, they'll have a moment where they lose a a lot of games. Uh, For the Yankees, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If they learn how to play small ball, they're going to be a dangerous team. If the lineup can produce around Aaron Judge, it's going to make it easy for him. But if all they do is swing for the fences and their pitching isn't very good, they're not going to be a factor. Nobody's going to fear them. I think Houston is the favorite to win again. And that tells you how great of a manager Dusty Baker is. I think Seattle is going to be a factor. And after that, it's a who's who. I think the Yankees are in there. I think Cleveland's there. Toronto can be. I just don't know if they have enough pitching. And look, the Yankees have had pitching every year. They just find a way, they find ways to to blow games. So we're going to see, but one game, come on, Austin. You got to do better than that. Got to do better than that. Next question is from Amanda in Las Vegas. Amanda writes, Eli, with the Devin Haney-Lomachenko fight now officially signed, who wins, in your opinion, and what do you make of the hydration clause in the contract of the Tank Davis-Ryan Garcia fight? Um, I do think the Haney-Lomachenko fight, as I said earlier, is going to be good. I just don't think Lomo is big enough to deal with that size um, of Devin Haney. And Devin Haney, is he's a fast fighter. I think he's hes hes better than uh, Timofeo Lopez, who Lomachenko lost to. Uh, I think Lomachenko is on the backside of his career now. And I don't know how much he has left. You know, in fights like like this, like these, I, I think the underdog always seems to rise to the occasion. So I am, I'm assuming that Lomo is really going to bring it and whatever he has left. And he knows this is a golden opportunity for him to be undisputed. I think he is going to uh, empty the tank in this fight and we'll see. But I got, I got Haney winning by decision. Uh, as far as the hydration clause and the Tank Davis Ryan Garcia fight, listen. I, I, there are a lot of ways I can go with this. I, I don't understand it completely. 
<laughs> um, you're, you're 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 telling a fighter that he 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 can't <laughs> rehydrate, which I I don't know. I you know there are a lot of things I don't understand about that. Um, I think it's it could be a disadvantage for Garcia going into this fight. I don't think he thinks so, but I think if he loses big, I think he'll use that as an excuse. I do think Garcia beats Tank Davis in decision, or maybe even stoppage. I think I think. We're really underestimating, or those people out there are really underestimating Ryan Garcia's speed and his power. He's a good boxer. I'm not saying that Tank Davis isn't, but I don't think Tank, I don't think Tank has been in the ring with the caliber of fighter as Ryan Garcia, and I think we're going to see that. Tank can knock him out for sure. Ryan's been down, but I've seen Ryan get up and finish a fighter Tank has never been down to his credit I've never really seen Tank in trouble uh, but this is going to be a good fight for him and I think they put that hydration clause in there in my opinion <laughs> for for Tank to kind of keep Ryan at a certain weight because Ryan is going to be the bigger fighter and that's all you need to know about that. Let's take one more question from Kyle in Oregon. And Kyle writes, Eli, the Masters is here. Have you have you been watching golf lately? Who's your favorite to win the green jacket? And should the live players be in the field and be allowed to play? Um I have been watching I, I have been watching golf. Scotty Scheffler is just a beast right now. Um, Rory's playing good, you know. I think you they're starting to get into the part of the year where it warms up, and uh, Augusta is the place where you see all this talent come together. And I think it's going to be uh, magical. I think it's going to be uh, exciting. I don't have a favorite right now. Um, you can say Scotty because of the run he's currently on of consistent play. Rory's right there. Uh, JT's always in the mix. Um, I don't really know what to expect from Tiger. He just doesn't play anymore. And if you're just going to play the four majors uh, and, and you don't really have any any rep time now, I'm sure Tiger's working on this game extremely hard. So who am I to say? He's the GOAT. And I, I think the majors really get him pumped up so I wouldn't be surprised if he's in the mix uh, I don't think he's going to win but I don't have a favorite right now I don't if you twisted my arm and and and, and you forced me to pick I would say Scotty Scheffler will repeat as Masters Champion um, as far as live players playing in the, in the tournament look the Masters have already said that they're not going to exclude the live players. CBS has said they're going to show them if they're in contention. You know, um, I think it's it's fine. I don't have an issue with it. I, you know, it's it's their tournament, and they're going to do what they want to do. And um, 
I don't know if it's I don't know if it's good or bad for the game. I really don't at this point. I don't. I don't think Liv is doing very good ratings wise. Um, I think people are starting to realize that listen, it's 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 a good tour, but it's more of you know, a bunch of millionaires playing weekend golf for for a big purse, right? There's no there's no legacy um at the live tour. There are no majors. So I, I, I don't know what to think about that, but I think as, as long as the Masters let these players play, they're going to play. I'm excited to see or interested to see how these interviews go when they when they go into the media center next week and, and, and interview some of these live players. Will they televise that? Will they be heckled? At Augusta now, Augusta doesn't really play that. They'll get you up out of there. <laughs> They're not with that. You start tripping, uh, they'll have security escort you out and ban you for life. They don't mess around. But I'm excited to see the Masters, and it should be fun. It should be a great event. All right, folks, those are some great questions, and uh, I really enjoy answering them. Uh, that is it for the show today. I want to thank you all for your continued support uh, and downloading the show. Um, you know, our numbers continue to grow and get bigger, and that's what it's all about. So thank you for, for tuning in and downloading. And listen, I hope you enjoy your weekend. Get out in your communities and check in on your family and friends. Put a smile on someone's face. It doesn't take a lot of energy to do that at all. Thank you for listening to Banter. Please be sure to download this show wherever you download your favorite podcast. Until next week, take care. God bless. Bye-bye.